Welcome back to the Mindful You podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing Alisa. Alisa is a certified life coach specializing in self-confidence. And she'll be sharing with us the three impactful ways to increase your self-confidence. So I'd like to have you all welcome Elisa Bogart to the Mindful You podcast. Well, welcome to the Mindful You podcast. What we like to seems to be working and what the gentleman who just talked to us talked about were stories, that people remember stories. And to have guests like yourself who have walked the path, whatever path you've been walking in your life, the corners, the ups, the downs, the experiences that you've had along the way, the people you've seen, the revelations that you've had under the context of mindfulness and uh, presence and being in the now, that would also include spirituality, healing, all those go, go together to reduce, in my reality, the psychological suffering that, that people experience. And mindfulness is like a cure that you can use to become still. And there's something about stillness, which is a good thing. So please, please share share with our listeners a, a little bit of your story of, of of your journey into into mindfulness. Um. Yeah, my mindfulness journey started, I would say, about ten years ago. Uh, it actually came from a place of being at uh, sort of the, the rock bottom that I've hit so far in my life. And um, yeah, I was just, I was not, not in a great place. And, um, but it was also an amazing opportunity to rebuild my life from the ground up. I had, so I was living, I um, was I actually lived abroad for 11 years. I lived in Europe and uh, I had just moved to London, England, and I just finished like a backpacking trip. And my boyfriend and I at the time, um, we broke up just as we landed in London. So I was, I was, yeah, heartbroken. I was um, broke because I'd just been backpacking for seven months. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anywhere to live. I didn't really know anybody. I had a couple of friends of friends, but that was kind of it. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of my, my, my low, low moment. I, I, you bet. I really felt the, the weight of depression for the first time. And, um, a friend of mine, well, so in that backpacking I'd done before I did do some traveling, like it was all throughout Southeast Asia and I lived in Nepal for three months. And so I kind of got into mindfulness there as well. Sure. I got really introduced to it then. Yeah, it was amazing. And in India, I spent about five weeks in India and um, so a friend of mine that I had met in Nepal, she moved to London a few months after me and she uh, t- sent me a text message one day. And I was literally, I was like, I had, by then I had found a place to live, but I hadn't had a job yet. And I was just on the couch. And I remember looking at this text and I was like, I don't want to get up. 
it was like, it was in London. It was November. It was cold and rainy. And I was like, the last thing I want to do is get off this couch and shower and go outside in the cold and the rain to go see her. But she texted me a few times because she knew I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> She's a real, she really helped me get off the couch and uh, went and met her. We went for a, a cup of tea in Camden. And I uh, like when I saw her, she gave me just this really warm hug. And uh, we went into this tea shop and it was super cute and quaint and decorated beautifully. And I got a cup of peppermint tea and I remember it was, it was warm in my hands and it smelled amazing. And I, and so we were just started talking and she asked me what I wanted, you know, out of living in London, like what did it want for my life there? And I was really stumped by that question. I, I had no idea what the answer was. And cause the relationship that I was in was uh, a mentally abusive one. So I hadn't been asked what I wanted in years. I hadn't really been able to think for myself much and uh, but she told me, she's like, well, you know, go meditate on it, go journal on it. And so I did that. And that's really that question is what lifted me out of my low state. And from there is where I learned about, um, yeah, well, I got into meditation more and started actually practicing it regularly and journaling. And I did a course through work that introduced me to affirmations. And I love affirmations. I'm so passionate about them, that reframing, that positive self-talk, you know, because we say so much negative stuff in our minds and if we can try to transform this or have a nicer way of speaking to ourselves i just let's let's uh let's uh let's move from that nicer way of speaking and how we frame our words uh, because that that is a a skill um, a conscious skill to be able Mm -hmm. to catch yourself in the moment to realize what what would be the best way to to vibrate the air? What would be the best way to speak? And that that requires mind mindfulness. Uh, so, what are some of the the uh, uh, what's the word I want? Some of the uh, I'll call them tips that you could use to help people reframe their thoughts in real time. Yeah, absolutely. I. Yeah, because we can get really stressed out. Sometimes we can get worried about uh, what people think of us. You know, we can get stressed out if we don't do something right or maybe we're not doing something good enough, right? Maybe we can have some negative self-talk there. Um, and I think of perfectionism also has a huge piece in that where kind of like people get worried about being perfect or I'm not perfect and they can talk to themselves negatively that way as well. And and I think that we think sometimes if we, if we get it perfect, that no one will criticize us, you know, or we can't, can't even criticize ourselves. Um, and so there's, yeah, but, you know, it's kind of impossible. I really feel that perfection isn't necessarily a thing. I don't think it exists. Um, and someone's always going to, at some point in time, you're going to get criticized or judged at some point, right? Because you we're bet. all so different. So it's, it's really almost impossible. Like if I think that something is perfect, you may not see it that way at all because we're, we're just, we don't see things the same way. And it's really likely that we're going to judge ourselves even harder, right? And this can be even more painful because we say these negative things to ourselves a lot. So when these judgments come up or you're like resisting an imperfection um, or maybe you want to give up on something, you know, you're worried about what someone might say to you. um, The process that I use to really like go through it is to catch it in the moment if you can, if you're noticing it's happening and then really acknowledge it. You really see it. And give, give an it. example. Yep. Uh, give an example 
uh, Elisa, of catching something and examining it in the moment? Mm, yeah. So if I um, so say I'm trying something new, okay. right? Usually at the beginning, we're not very good at something. That's right. <laughs> right. And so I might That's say something, a narrative that I have, um, it's kind of like my whole life is this whole stupid. I'm stupid. So okay. if I try something new, mm. I might think like, oh, I'm too stupid for this. I can't oh, get so there's a voice inside your head that says, oh, you can't do this because you're stupid. There's a voice people listen to. But, yep, yes, yes. you bet. And then so I'm like, oh, I won't bother. So I, I might even just give up. I'm like, you know what? Sure. Yeah. Not for me. Not going to do nope. it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that moment, I can really be like, okay, so here's that repetitive. Like a lot of it is repetitive, right? So like, okay, I recognize it. Yeah. I acknowledge it. Right? <laughs> so in that moment, I can say, you know, like, Yes. Okay. So you're struggling with this new thing right now. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. And that's that's okay because the struggle is real. Mm-hmm. It's happening. You're feeling like you can't get it right, and and you feel like you want to give up. Yep. Um, but perhaps uh, you're learning as you go. Perhaps I'm learning as I go, and perhaps I have everything that I need to succeed. And I love to do like an I am statement. So I would say, I am a strong, intelligent, capable woman. And so in that way, you can kind of stop it in its tracks, but you don't want to ignore it and, and you know, say it doesn't exist or it doesn't happen, those negative thoughts. You know, say they are there. So be like, I see you, I feel you. Yes. And I'm going to get curious about it and I'm going to challenge those thoughts. Yep. Is it really true that I'm stupid? Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty smart and I'm pretty good at things. It just can take some time to learn something, right? So then I can be really gentle and kind to myself and compassionate and loving and then say more, you know, really challenge it and then change that narrative. Yeah. That is a, uh, that, that is the, uh, the ability to manage the thoughts that you think. And in order to manage mm-hmm. the thoughts that you think, you have to do exactly what you just said. You have to be able to see the thought. And and, yeah. and to see a thought is not that easy uh, because it requires a space between you and the thought, uh, when the mm-hmm. thought's your ego. And so when you begin to create spaces with ego things, the ego gets a little, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, there's no space here. I, I speak all the time. Uh, and right. and I, um, I'm excited because uh, that's a... Uh, an understanding that's very important is the is the is the uh, development of the observer um, in in your consciousness as a as a, a a key foundation of mindfulness is to be able to observe the the, the negative thought uh, observe the positive thought just just observe the thought is that is, are we on the same path here? Yes, totally. And, and that can take a while because sometimes you bet we'll be in that narrative, like, you know, and it'll go and I'll, sometimes then I'll think about it. And I'll finally, I'll see it, whatever that narrative is going on. And then I'll be like, how long have I been ruminating on this for? How long have I been in this loop? You know, cause sometimes yeah, right. you, you, the time exactly. Yeah. And yeah. And sometimes, so sometimes I can catch it quite easily. Yep. And again, and I can do that process and be like, no, it's okay. And I compassion to myself and I'm kind. But other times, like, I'll just be like, well, this and that. And maybe I'll even blame other people or blame the situation or blame myself. Or, you know, there's so many different 
levels and angles that you can have all this negative focus on something. And uh, yeah, so sometimes it, it can take a while. And, uh, and I really think that, yeah, just noticing that and, and you're right, being that observer and even just being like, do I even know what I've been doing in the last, say, five minutes? I've just right. been, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, okay, take a breath. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Take the breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop and just take a breath. <laughs> yeah, All you got to do is just stop and take a breath. And and that that disrupts the, the pattern of your thinking. But mm-hmm. it's as silly as it sounds. You know, you, you don't stop and take a breath. Mm-hmm. Until you wake up, and then you say, "Wait!" And all of a sudden, then clarity appears mm-hmm. and allows you to make more intelligent decisions about what what course of action to take, rather than an emotional reaction, which may cause suffering rather than healing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's exciting because you are definitely um, is a is a mindful story. That that is definitely a mindfulness story, a valuable mindfulness story, uh, because everything to me focuses on that that story of observation, uh, and you don't take things personally, uh, and and you have I I noticed that you were talking about three uh, 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 in, in important ways or impactful ways that you can increase self confidence. And I bet those are well thought out and be wonderful gift to give our audience. Yes. Well, thank you for bringing those up. Um, the first one is affirmations. So is that positive self-talk? So we already touched on that one. Um, you can go slow I, though. We, we got to go slow through affirmations. No need to rush. You know, we need to rush through them. Yeah. No, we don't want to rush through affirmations because those, those are the, those are the filters through which you view the world. And, mm-hmm. and you got great filters and you view the great things. So affirmations are are wonderful tools of, oh, just, uh, you know, beginners, you're beginners, so you are expected to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes. You know, it's like rather perfection. No, I, well, beginners aren't perfect. I mean, and that gives yourself space just to be a beginner. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you said. As a, those are affirmations. Those are, are peaceful healing affirmations. Yeah, I have some other examples I could share. Share um, a few examples of affirmation, sure. So again, another sort of thought that could come up, you know, this is, um. so say you've started something and maybe you've like fallen behind like a course or something or some new workout program or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I'm too, like, so behind, it's too late to catch up. And so an, an affirmation could be, um, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Maybe I'm exactly where I'm meant to be to be you know so that that also comes with a bit of forgiveness as well for being Ooh. where you are and acceptance right like this is okay it's exactly where i meant to be yep yeah surrender to the moment forgiveness uh, not judging letting go taking a breath yeah yeah stillness absolutely yeah yeah um another one could be like you know say we have a dream that maybe we don't fully believe in that or that don't fully maybe believe that we can have it or we haven't quite achieved it yet so you might think i'll never have what i want like it's never going to work out you know this this absolute never word comes up um but a power an affirmation i love for this one is that i have the power to create this 
the power to create this. Like I can create the dream that I want. And, you know, maybe I'm a little far behind, but maybe I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. <laughs> right, right. And I'm a strong, intelligent, capable woman. And I have the power to create this, to to make this happen for myself. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So that's um, another pillar. There's three pillars, and that's the second pillar of confidence. I have I have the power. I have the resources within my reality in order to solve the issues in front of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another one I do love um, uh, is um, the power of visualization with confidence, which I think is really all about mindfulness as well. Um, so this is like, so if I can kind of explain it, being a health coach and a life coach, I'm all about habit change. And so if we think about it, our habits, um, they're like automated choices or routines, right, that we make on a daily basis. And they determine uh, our quality of life, really. And so through manifesting goals, this is based on our habits. And so the actions that we take on a daily business, a daily um, basis determine who we are and our feeling of self-confidence. And it's pleasure is what drives our habit loops because our habits are built on what feels most pleasurable to us. So as an example, you know, if it, we're going to choose what feels good. So if it feels best to wake up at 5 a.m. and go for a run, then you're going to do that. But if it feels best to press the snooze button, <laughs> you're going to do that, right? Sure. Sure. And so, <laughs> yeah. And if you, so you have to be somewhere by a certain time and you don't like being late, then eventually it'll feel better to, it'd be more pleasurable to wake up than to press snooze because it feels more pleasurable to be on time or that thing. So since pleasure drives our habit loops, um, if we can change what pleasure is linked to in our brains, then we can really like increase our motivation and we'll follow through better and we'll build like more healthy habits that stick. So sure. that's kind of what, what we want to be doing. So this is kind of one of the, the little secrets of confidence is that what we want to do is match these, the natural pleasure chemicals in our brain, our endorphins with the activity that's going to get us the results that we want. And you can do this through visualization. If you really are visualizing these things and making it pleasurable to do what you want to do, what you want to do. And um, when I first learned about it, uh, well, it's like a, well, uh, an area where people did a lot is with uh, athletes champion athletes, they uh, they call it like a mental rehearsal. So they actually imagine the game or the race or the event and they like imagine it from their perspective. It's like a mental trial run and they break it down into little tiny components and work on each specific aspect and do it from end to end. So they see themselves winning or, or competing. Um, and so, yeah, they, they go through the whole thing. And one of the keys is to not just to see it, but you want to feel it in your body as well. So you're not just imagining it happen, you're actually feeling it. And you need to feel the sensations of getting, you know, what you want or achieving that goal within your body. Yeah. So like- yeah. <laughs> Visualization. Absolutely. The the thoughts that you think inside your mind paint a picture uh, in your mind's eye, which is the filter through which you view the outer world and how you paint it is how you see it. And if you can mm-hmm. figure out a way of changing the way you paint it, uh, it will alter the way you see it. And therefore, you'll see it in a more loving way, because why would you not choose to be that way? 
So that's wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing those three, those, those three valuable insights. Uh, and it, it was just, you know, that's, it's wonderful because it will go out into the universe and it will have an influence on people. And, and Lisa, before we, we say goodbye, uh, we'd like to give people an opportunity to know how to connect with, with you and a little bit of the work that, that, that you do. And so people who are interested in, in, the, in the mindfulness journey that you're on and the things that you do could access your resources. Yes, you can um, have a website, uh, inspirationbyalisa.com. And you can find me on Instagram or social media as well, inspirationbyalisa. And um, yeah, what I focus on is really helping people confidently be themselves and really loving themselves and having that self-confidence and that self-love in being who you are. Because I feel like this is really the foundation of our being and using all that mindfulness and feeling really secure in yourself. It's because from there, you can achieve whatever you want in your life. And so I help even people take those first steps, but really I want to help them with that, that foundation. And, and like you were saying earlier, that calm, that stillness, because we can, there's so many influences in this world. And so we can just really come to ourselves and be calm and still, right. And be like, what do I need? What do I want? How do I feel myself? And if you're like, no, like I feel really, really good in all this. And I know how to tackle those external influences and how to deal with them. So I teach them all these tools. I have, I call it the confidence method. And it's like a 10 step system where I take them through that. And mindfulness is part of the whole thing. I go every week, there's affirmations, there's meditations, there's journal prompts to really integrate everything that we're learning to build that confidence up, to make positive change in our lives. Cause I really just want the world to be filled with people who are doing what they want and doing what they love and uh, and to be happy, really. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for thank being so a wonderful guest. Me. Go on. Yeah. For being a wonderful guest on the Mindful You podcast. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. And please catch us on the next great episode of the Mindful You podcast. And please share us with your friends and fellow travelers on the path.